The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. Here at G-Migs. Live at G-Migs. G-Migs. I'll turn your local up <laughs> so that you, you can hear so yourself that, because that it's helps. important that you hear yourself. <laughs> Your like, thoughts are I not to be missed, uh, yes. especially by George is cooking tonight out on the back grill. We're going to try and get him some solid wagering information so he can make some money on Saturdays and not wait till the Patriots play on Monday Night Football. You know, this place is so packed tonight that there were people sitting in our seats when we came in with the equipment. Now, there, as, a, as a wise man at Lutheran Church of Hope used to say, there's still room. There's always room. So if you want to come down here, plenty of room for uh, steak night and, of course, uh, all the other great food they got here at G-Migs down here in Valley Junction. We'll be here until 7 o'clock and each week through the basketball season. Um, and we do have some basketball news to talk about a little bit later on here today. Lots of basketball news, uh, as a matter of yeah, fact. Yeah, some commitments and such. But we obviously have to start off with football because it's football season and there is a football game coming up this week. Uh, and there was a game last week. Iowa wins it 26-20 over Purdue. They go to 5-2 and two in the year, 2-2 two and two in the Big Ten. And uh, only one win away from bowl eligibility. One win away from bowl eligibility, which is a good thing. Just ask Texas. <laughs> uh, did you watch that game? The other no. Texas, Kansas? No. I, slip and change. It was actually after the, the best game. game we, after the game, we went to Cambridge, took the family up to the oh. uh, whatever that. Uh, oh, I went to the airliner over there in Iowa City and then came home and, and proceeded to veg on the couch watching six football games and the only decent one. Kansas had Texas. They had them. It, Penn Texas, State, Michigan was a good game. It ended up being a good game. It was not really great for a while, then suddenly Michigan started playing. But anyway, you were, yeah, I was flipping between those two, and I was actually thinking Kansas might pull this off, and they, they darn near did. The anyway, hat. Um, we both thought going into this Purdue game last week that the 17.5-point spread was a bit ridiculous, and I don't think it's because Iowa can't score, although it looks like that might be the possibility. I think... We went in thinking this is a this is a a, a, a letdown game after two top ten uh, top fifteen teams losing those close games and Iowa was going to come out and play well enough to win, but a blowout was probably not on the calendar is what we thought. So I don't think either of us are too surprised that it was closer than seventeen and a half. I'm not sure I expected it to be twenty six to twenty, but well, late touchdowns yeah, or late touchdowns. You know the garbage touchdown obviously for Purdue, and I say garbage meaning. Iowa essentially went the softest zone you can. They they drove down yes. the field. That David Bell would look pretty good in a Hawkeye uniform, wouldn't oh, he? Oh man, I it it, it yes. Wasn't it betwixt us? Yeah, that was it down yeah. Iowa and Purdue. You know, I think Notre Dame might have been in there too. So you never know how that kind of could be a I last suppose, minute. Yeah, but Iowa was certainly in the picture and did not get him. And he was he is fast. I got got to admit, fast. he's gotta, good. He catches the ball. You got to love the way that uh, when when Matt Hankins, I, I think the kid got in Matt Hankins' head. Matt Hankins started just guessing, and so they replaced him with Riley Moss, who immediately got an interception, and then played him pretty well the rest of the game. Gave up a big long one later later in that fourth quarter, but played him pretty well considering Hankins was getting eaten alive by him. Can I ask a question? Or, you know, where, where do our safeties go when all of a sudden down the middle of the field? Is a guy wide open? Zone defense, man. Well, it, they, if you're in split. zone, nobody gets deeper than you. Well, I don't. I don't. Really, I, I don't yeah. understand. I don't think that's. I there's something that happened there that was a mix-up. But regardless, I mean, you know, here's the deal: the Hawks came out of that game with a victory. It's a Big Ten victory. It's a conference win. It's a team that beat you the last two times you played. 
I think Jeff Brom is in Kirk Ferentz's head. Maybe. Um, and, I, and I, yes, go ahead. Finish. And, I'll, I'll tell you why I agree with that. And so over, overcoming that, coming out of the homecoming game with a victory um, in a situation where you absolutely needed one to keep all hope. And then as soon as the game's over, Illinois beats Wisconsin. <laughs> Exactly. Which in actually, hey, in, in this terms just of, in Nebraska didn't lose last week. Yeah, good for them. They're still they're somehow they're still ahead of Iowa in the standings on every whatever. Survey. But um, they're not though. But but um, uh, that's funny part about the Illinois Wisconsin thing is it really doesn't matter. I mean, Wisconsin's probably going to get beat by by Ohio State, and so no matter how that slices out, Iowa has to beat Wisconsin if they want to keep going to the Big Ten Championship. They have to run the table. No question. And Minnesota beating uh, Wisconsin won't help either. Whoever wins that game has a head-to-head, right? So you're going to have to – If Iowa would win the last five games on their schedule – they go, they go they to go. Indianapolis. Right. Now now they have it guaranteed they don't have to have Wisconsin lose to Ohio State. That's correct. Right? So Wisconsin could upset Ohio State, and we could all say, hey, look at the Big Ten West and how difficult it is. Maybe that's the best way for that to go. I don't know. So here's why I agree with you on the, and I, on the Kirk Ferentz that or would, Jeff Brown That, would, that would ruin your entire opportunity for the Big Ten to get into the uh, conference foot or whatever, the, it, the playoff, with the exception of Penn State. The, in the Invitational, yes. Yes. The the, four, not the college football championship. It's the college football Invitational where they look and they go, I'm going to pick you, you, and you based on nothing. You realize but, if Oregon doesn't lose, they're going to get in. Yeah. Uh, if Baylor doesn't lose, they're going to get in. Baylor, well, could, uh, Baylor could upset Oklahoma. They have to and, beat them twice. No, yes. Oklahoma, not necessarily. Oklahoma, if I, Oklahoma still got Iowa State. Okay, okay. yeah, it's, it's true. It's possible. Baylor could get in on the strength of a, of a victory over Oklahoma and a couple over Iowa State and nobody else. Just saying. I guess you can count Texas. What, Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, the the way that these things shake out. So, I I was explaining I, to the. Uh, Lovely and talented Christie the other day that if Iowa actually wins the rest of their games and would go to Indianapolis and win that, they would go to the Rose Bowl. They would, regardless of, uh, regardless. Of, well, yeah. no, it's not one of the playoff games this year, so yeah, they would. That would be a Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten's choice this year, absolutely. So would, that's, I mean, what you, that's what you do. You win the championship, you go. That's right. Because And they certainly wouldn't be in the college football playoff with their two losses, so no. they would be going to the Rose Bowl. Absolutely. Another excuse to go to Pasadena and try it one more time. See if we can't get out of the first quarter tied. Probably not going <laughs> to make that trip this time. But nevertheless. Yeah, well, you never you never do know. Okay. I I was. So a lot of Iowa fans are just crapping themselves over the way Iowa played the other day. Mashing of teeth. Listen, I sat there in Kinnick Stadium, and I thought two things. One, uh, we had some offensive wrinkles that made a lot of sense, and Iowa was not getting crushed in the – with with the pass rush like they had the week, previous two weeks, so we could throw the ball at will. I, I, we we could have, by the way, and I thought our defense was playing very well against a pretty good offense. Okay, I, yeah, so, right. I would take. So I would agree with both those assessments. What I saw was though the Iowa coaching staff playing this game as if number one, they were not going to be able to score, so they needed to go for field goals, and number two. This was going to be such a nip and tuck game, like they're playing Wisconsin or Northwestern, that they needed to that they needed to tuck it in. So I got really, I think they, I really felt like number one, they made a bunch of boneheaded, boneheaded decision, coaching decisions, and 
these things need to stop at, in year 21, okay? Not having substitutions ready to go on the field. Calling timeouts right before the end of the third quarter when you don't need to. What was that about? No idea. They, the clock, the, the, so here's, here's what happened in that instance. I think they officials, looked at the game clock and not the shot clock or, or uh, uh, play right. clock. Officials timeout, right? An officials timeout. So they have 20 seconds to figure out what they're going to do. Then they walk out on the field and the game, the game clock's running. But the play clock was not running. So everybody that says, well, it was running, no, it wasn't. It was sitting on 40. It just, it, so they'd done, the refs had done it incorrectly. So didn't somebody go like that? They're doing that, and Iowa turns, and all the coaches call timeout. I don't know what, with three seconds left. So they completely wasted a timeout. I thought it was for the wind. And then they go down to the other end. They're, on third, they're at third and six In inside the draw. third. No, they ran another uh, another screenless, blockerless swing pass. The fourth of the oh, day. Okay. So this to me is where so, I thought they. So they when thought, did Greg Davis get the headset back? I don't why, know. Why this is, is Iowa I not throw, really throwing upset. the ball beyond the line of scrimmage? This is when I got. Thou really shalt mad. not throw a three-yard pass on third and seven. It it is insane. It's four, insanity, and I'm with you on this. Four times in the game, I, the pl- that's the, giving up. I, it's gutless, it's, cowardly it's, it's football. Not, it's not giving up. It is. It is a bad. It's. It's not. It's bad. Those are bad play calls. It, it's playing for field goals and, and making sure you don't turn the ball over. Oh, for crying out They're loud. They're not trying to get first downs if you're throwing seven yards behind the sticks. I understand that. You're not trying I'm, to get a first down. It's not gutless. It's a bad call. So throw the ball down the freaking football field and allow your wide receivers to make a play.'t throw the ball to Nico Regani uh, two yards behind the line of scrimmage and hope that he breaks three tackles. There literally nobody to block for him. And th- uh, it, all four times it, it went for no yardage or, or backwards. And, and, and of fourth, course when you wrote him with Smith Marset, I don't know two games ago he scored a touchdown uh, three games ago. I'm, I'm just saying. And and if I don't really, I don't really care whether Brian Ferentz feels good on the sidelines and more connected. Get up in the box where you can watch and see that that play is not open. It hasn't been. Well, doesn't he have people who? I don't know. Don't they have people who know know when to go for two points or not to go for two points by basic mathematics? They should. So I turned around to the after that. Brett, everyone knows there's a card. Okay, you don't. Don't they have the card? Because they don't. Oh, we can, I'll, I'll make the card. I'll laminate it. I'll send it to them. It's Did, no big deal. So we're going back again. This is all stuff where it's like they were like. Do, somehow, you, ever, do you ever read Pete, Pete Futek college football news? Uh, off and on. Okay. Yes. So one of his biggest gripes in all of his life is coaches that go for two when they don't need to. Now. There is a point. Which Kirk did and lost the game at Purdue last year, and then this time decides to not go for two when you absolutely, by every standard of the imagination, have no reason to not go to because there's no advantage at all to kick the extra point. There's no mathematical advantage unless you think that Purdue is going to onside kick or that the Purdue is going to take the ball and score three times in the last three and a half minutes of the game. If you thought that, what in the heck? See how I did that? I did very well. I noticed somebody dropped an F-bomb on the uh, sound-off show the other day on the way home on WHO, which was really funny to me, and they didn't bleep it. But 
Um, They're not uh, on a delay. What? No, I thought they were. Um, but what, Josh, are we on delay? Can you what? can you buzz us if Ridge goes crazy? What in the world? How in the world? Jacob, but, I'm sorry. You're right, <laughs> Jacob. So you're saying Pete Futek says this, and I would say to me, it's just it, it's mind numbing. This is a man that gets paid millions upon millions of dollars. But a year, he's only and he the can't 18th. Figure out when to kick an extra oh, point. Oh, stop! Good God! It, it's he gets you're it wrong picking, every time. You're picking fly poop out of the black no, pepper right now. No, 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 oh. no. Uh, that, uh, let me ask you this question. Pro- that, this is simple. Could have been a problem. It's a simple question. It could have been a problem. They lost to North Dakota State by, it, on an on an let me, onside let kick. Me, let me ask you this. Okay, that was three years ago or four years. An, a one double A team. They had a was ten point the lead la- in the fourth quarter. Was that quarter. the last time an onside kick was recovered, recovered against, against them? Iowa? I believe so. Okay. They also lost to Minnesota a year when they did that, but that had nothing to do with. They it. lost to uh, Northwestern when re- they recovered, if I'm not mistaken, too. We, well, got hosed there, on, yeah. we got yeah. hosed on a onside kick, I, if just I'm saying, also not happens, mistaken. So you got to go for ball. two. And anybody that says, well, they haven't, they've missed nine in a row. So well, then all the it. more reason to right. try. You, then you sh- exactly. How about That's we do the a dumbest excuse play. ever. I, we by can't, by the way, did anyone see the option play that the Cowboys ran the other day where they handed the ball to the fullback who then optioned it out to wide receiver and or? No. Oh, my gosh. It was a tremendous play. We have fullback. You think Brady Ross can pitch it? Well, he did. That's one. That was the first fumble of the year. Remember, well, he that tried wasn't a pitch. Back to, 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 that, that was to back, that was backyard football. Going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't make it. I, I will say this, okay? I so I was uh, the gnashing of teeth at how the team played. I think it's tough to get up for this game, and I it didn't surprise me at all. I would say this. I thought that Iowa's game plan, not some of the wrinkles they threw in. I liked a couple of things, and we'll talk more about this. I liked a couple of things that they did to protect Nate Stanley. Who had no pressure all day long? Well, I the like only that. time he got sacked is when he holds on to it, and I want to talk about this uh, later. Also, as I watched Joe Burrow's play, and I watched other quarterbacks who I believe are very, very good NFL talents. Nate Stanley's got an NFL arm, but he doesn't have an NFL head. Nope. And, and, it, and, and the reason is he can't think quick enough. Certainly not. Certainly not. The only the second the second time he got pressure all day that he dumped the ball. Didn't end up getting sacked because I was sitting there bitching and moaning about it, right? And then, no then suddenly somebody 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 goes after him. But here's what happened: Iowa tucked their entire eleven men in next to the football, including three wide receivers bunched up, so Purdue could walk all eleven of their guys up there, and you have no idea who's coming, right? As soon as he turned around, the three receivers went out, and one of the guys came came in, but they're all covered. Because you punched them all together, you ran a Greg Davis route where they all run together into each other. So anyway, I don't I, I think that was maybe the right plan. I think Iowa. I thought Brian Ferentz called a terrible football. game. I thought he had a tough day on Saturday as well. I thought Kirk Ferentz and the coaching staff did a terrible job the other day, and I I think we should should be allowed to complain. And oh, we're allowed. More, expect more. And so everybody that says shut up about it, they won the game. Now, the players, well, the players actually outplayed the coaching staff. All right? We'll be back. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Well, welcome back to GMAX. As Ridge is still barking orders at people he doesn't even know. Hey, we were going to have some people sit down with us. At the good to have you here. George, I hope you're cooking the steaks nice and good out back. They declined. They're, yeah. they're leaving. It happens. I want to thank our sponsors, G-Migs, of course. Foundry Distillery, which we'll get to the Foundry last call here uh, momentarily. Lovely. And, of course, Kozlowski Law. Great to have them around. Uh, lovely, Tammy. And I went over to the Foundry on Friday evening. Had a uh, had a little cocktail. You, you they're open on sample. Thursday and Fridays, 
in Saturdays, I believe, in the lounge there at the Foundry. Yeah, I think they might. Yeah, for sure. At, yes. Right. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, um, yeah, it is just kind of a quiet lounge, nice little leather chairs, and kind of kick back and have a little bit of sample of what they do. They usually cook up something. They have a menu. Of I'm stuff. sure that's that you found good. something that was free. You know, there's nothing free. However, what Popcorn's is funny is here, what is funny is that no matter what I order, if, if I look on their menu, no matter what I order, somehow I get in a little champagne glass. Tammy got the the glass of big cube of ice, and I get this little this little you know flute. Anyway, I, good lord, not that I, there's anything I wrong actually, with that. No, but, but good, I actually goodness I, order freaking bourbon. They, on a they rock. don't do that. Sure, they do. No, I had foundry I had foundry vodka on the rocks. It was yeah. no big deal. Uh, assuming that all has gone well, Tom Kicker, the BuckeyeReport.com, is on the phone with us right now. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you today, Tom? I'm um, good. Another you know, day. Another day. Another day. We have, you know what? We another did, trip to Iowa City. We did not get into any injury information. We were busy talking about other things. Uh, so over in Iowa City today, Tom, um, uh, First of all, the, the one one main piece of information is Brandon Smith. Uh, turns out he really did hurt himself. Yeah, he did. Um, I always I kind of thought Kirk was being a little bit optimistic on Saturday after the game. You know, I think basically all they did was eliminate that there was a broken bone at that point or anything like that, a break in any way. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, he, uh, you know, from what I understand, is actually with his knee that got hurt um, that they found some problems with, and uh, so he had to you know get that fixed up a little bit. And uh, going to be out three to five weeks is what Kirk said today. So um, that's uh, that's the reality for Iowa. They're going to have to go without Smith, who's been you know really good this year, and especially the last couple of weeks, I thought he's been very good. So worst case scenario, you get him back for Nebraska probably, but boy, it may even be worst case scenario. You don't get him back to a bowl game. We'll see. Maybe best case scenario, maybe for Minnesota or Illinois. Um, that is tough. Is tough news. And like you say, maybe we had a little bit more hope, but uh, it, it sounds like that's not happening. And uh, it sounds like Christian Welch is not coming along either. It's I, I what thought, happened to him? Well, concussion. I, I, I know they said he got dinged up right at the end of the game against Penn State, and it sounded like it was no big deal. But he's going to be out again this week probably. He was, you know, he had left that game. You know, it's really weird because if generally if there's a concussion involved, they take the helmet away. And just so there's no, you know, you can't sneak out there or try to get back <laughs> in or whatever. That's usually a protocol, but um, maybe they just didn't do that. I I don't know. I keep thinking it was maybe a concussion, but I, I, I can't tell you for sure. And... You know, Kirk's really never given any specifics on it, um, and and bad on us for not really following up with him today to get specifics. But sometimes they don't give us; they they can't because of the HIPAA rules and, all that. and yeah. regulations yeah. with HIPAA. So it's all regulations, yes. <laughs> it's it's all ball bearings nowadays. It's all ball Tom, bearings. Let's, uh, all That's ball right. <laughs> Everybody knows this. Um, since uh, since your site is uh, somewhat centered around recruiting and has been for many years, uh, let's shift quickly to uh, to basketball because this actually turned out to be a fairly eventful week in the basketball recruiting world. Iowa picks up three commitments, uh, all of whom were just offered within the last seven or eight days. Um, uh, Iowa fans will certainly recognize uh, the name, the last name of two of them. 
Let's start with uh, the kid out of Indianapolis, though, because he was kind of a, a late offer about this time last week. Tell us about uh, Tony Perkins. Yeah, Tony Perkins is a kid they've been watching for a while, um, really since July. Uh, just kind of got to him on the pecking order uh, when, once they decided they they didn't want to stay involved with D.J. Gordon. Um, so they moved on from him, and uh, Perkins was the next guy, and they wanted to get a wing player uh, in this class for sure. Uh, he's a pretty athletic kid. Tough physical kid from Indianapolis scores the ball. You know he's got to be, become a better shooter. He's not a great outside shooter at this point, but physical can defend. Um, you know I, I know they're pretty high on him and pretty uh, excited to get him on board. And then of course uh, the, uh, the Murray twins. The Murray twins over the last couple of days. Uh, Kenyon Murray's kids out of Daytona, Florida now, although Cedar Rapids Prairie for a very long time. Um, I guess the, the best you can say here is there's a lot of potential, Tom. In fact, I mean, none of us can say because we obviously haven't watched these kids play too much, but this was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, it was um, a, a surprise for sure because, uh, you know, they they had gone to prep school and, and uh, you know, Iowa had just kind of been on them a little bit. Um, during, you know, the summer and the spring and uh, just kind of watching them and watching them. And um, and they just kept improving and um, felt like it was uh, a, a good get uh, to, to get both of them. <laughs> it's still a surprise, but um, I, I like Chris and Keegan quite a bit. They're, you know, both about 6'8", both have 6'10", wingspans. Uh, can shoot it from the outside. Um, you know, their their game is there's upside with both of them. I think Keegan's probably a little bit further along uh, as a basketball player than Chris right now. Uh, but um, you know, I I always go back to something with with a lot of players, and that um, you know does does the name on the front of the jersey mean a lot to them and. And uh, I think you'll you'll see that with Chris and Keegan. They you know they've obviously wanted to be Hawkeyes you know basically their whole life. And uh, so I think it's from that perspective. And now we just have to wait to see what happens with uh, Xavier Foster and Josh Nagale, and see what happens with both those guys who have not made their decisions yet. So Tom, is there room on the yeah, scholarship yeah. level? Yeah, absolutely. There's room. There's yeah, always room. There, there's always room. It, the well, thing about college basketball is you're you're always going. You know they're technically full now, but you're always going to have room because guys are always going to leave after the year. It's just the nature of the sport. It's like football, where you're always going to have openings uh, at different times, and uh, you know, you might oversign by five, but by the time you get to August, you're going to be able, you're going to have six scholarships open or something, you know, an extra scholarship open and be able to reward a walk on or somebody else. You know, it's just the nature of, uh, of, uh, you know, college sports today. Well, certainly a number of people on your message boards, uh, Tom, worried that, that Iowa is just, that this was 
situation where they they took what they could because they were they're pretty well done because they they may not be getting these other kids or may have an inkling that they're not getting these other kids particularly Xavier Foster which I think would be the frustrating uh, piece of this is just you know another one of these these high high major kids that that Fran has in his own backyard and, and may not be able to close on I don't I don't and I would say this uh, before I, I wanted to ask you a, a little bit about about these guys a little bit more but I, I think the angst over this is not so much that nobody believes that these kids can play as much as it is that, that, they, that people would be disappointed in losing another high-level kid, high kid uh, that, that grew up in the own, uh, Iowa's own backyard. But uh, when it comes to these guys, um, you say that Iowa's technically full. Is, is, so Jordan Bohannon, you've said now he's, he's playing full-time right now, practicing. He's probably going to play, right? That's the plan as of now. You know, the thing I, I, I've kind of said with Bohannon is um, it, pending his health, pending how he feels. And he's just getting back out on the court in the last week. So far, so good. But you don't know if there's a setback coming. And if there's a setback, then he's going to shut it down probably. But if there's not, he's going to play. Well, in terms of playing time and in terms of the talent on this team, would it be better to have him next year in terms of where they could go with next season, or is it better to have him on this, this to, to have him risk it and go for this year? I, I think that's a decision Jordan has to make. That's his decision, and it should be his decision, not what's best for the team. It's what's best for Jordan. And if Jordan wants to play... You know, he should be able to play. And, you know, when his initial comments about, oh, I'm probably going to redshirt, he was feeling like crap. He was out of surgery, right. didn't feel well, you know, had just Body gotten oxy. beaten up all year, played with this hip injury, you know, basically the whole season. Um, you know, it was, you know, he was at his low point, and he was like, I just need a break from basketball. But he's a competitive kid, and he wants to play. Well, he comes from a competitive family, and one Absolutely. would expect that. So, I guess I guess we just have to let time play out in that. So, Tom, last week we got cut off right before uh, we got your prediction. So, I know you're going to Chicago this week, um, and you're going to have your favorite places to go on Friday night and all that. I set the over under on this Iowa Northwestern game at about thirteen. <laughs> Is it the first one to double figures win? <laughs> Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. <laughs> the funny thing is, Tom's serious because that was a quick laugh. That was almost a snort, Tom. <laughs> he went. He went for the yeah. Kirk snort. <laughs> it was, I'm just saying, um, if, if people were disappointed with last week's game, boring. Wait till the, wait till they watch Saturday. I was just writing my my Big Ten best bets thing that I do every Thursday, and and uh, you know, I I don't give my pick for the Iowa Northwestern game, but I always point out. You know, just kind of some number things in here. Um, the point total right now is 37.5. Iowa's been under in five of their last six games, and the one that they didn't hit was a push. So, um, you know, and you know, Northwestern's only scored, uh, has lost four straight, and their high point total in those four games is 15 points. So the under seems like the smart play. If you're going to head over to Prairie Meadows or wherever, and uh, this is a bad Northwestern offense. Some money. 
Well, their their offense is really it's, it's a bad Northwestern offense it's, and a good Iowa defense. It should be. I just how do you lay double digits with the Hawks offense on the road? I don't know. You don't have to. There's no Vegas rule. is looking and Iowa, for Iowa has and and the the last two games have been what seventeen ten and fourteen ten the last two games in this series right. and the offenses the last two years were better than the offenses for both teams this year so far. Yeah, no question about it. So the only way it gets out of hand or, or you, you hit the over is if there's turnovers defense. to create really short fields or, yep. um, you know, a special teams play. So it was like four years ago we went over there and Akron Wildly went crazy. 15. I went with Andrew because he was on his 17th birthday. He's 21 on Saturday, by the way. Happy birthday, well, Andrew we're, we're, we'll we're, we're not going, but yeah, uh, and that was I was a, there. That was a that was a beat up Iowa team too. James Daniels yes. starting to tackle. Um, you know, CJ Beathard looked like me out there playing quarterback, <laughs> couldn't move. You know, and and uh, you guys remember Kanziri got hurt early in the game, had a high ankle sprain. I don't think Lashawn could play. Um, and they had to, and and we didn't know at that time that if Akram could hold on to a football, and he went for 200 yards and four Man, touchdowns. He was, he was fun that day. That was that was a really fun. I've been I've been in some fun road wins. That one that one was akin to Illinois back in 1990 when we beat them 56 to 20 whatever up there. I mean, it was just you just the whole the whole game. You just that was my 25th birthday. Was, was it really? Yeah, I was still in college. Nick at that point. Bell. All right, Tom. So you feel pretty good about this weekend, then, huh? I I, I think I was going to win, but it's going to be you know. Would it surprise anybody if it was like thirteen ten? No. Okay. Not not anyone. Kind of what I'm thinking. In in was in in Northwestern gets the uh, backdoor cover with the late touchdown. Somehow, just to make yep. us feel, just to get us all nervous. All right, Tom, hey, we appreciate it. Thanks for checking in. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks, guys. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. And uh, he does he does have a, he does get to talk to a lot of people and about some of these players. And so on the basketball thing, I, the, the thing I didn't put in there because I didn't want him to argue with me, but these are literally two kids who have no other offers. They have no other offers. They have no now. It doesn't say that they won't, Brett, because they. We might. need the dues. He's a legacy. I know. We need the dues. Tony Perkins has a bunch of. He has a handful of MAC offers and then SWAC offers. No Power Five. The only, Aaron Euless that they got. You know Tyler Euless's brother. Right. He does have DePaul. Other than that, you have four kids in this recruiting class with one Power Five offer, and only two kids with any actual. Division I, one basketball. I so you and hope, I have I not yet so offered them. I that, do too. I that Xavier they, Foster comes through, and the other kid comes through who's from England, and, uh, and Ola, Ola Shaney. But he'll be Ola, Ola Gande or right, whatever. Right, but Ola Shaney explains to him how great Iowa City is. I hope And Xavier so. Foster comes, and then I can look at you and say, um, I got two words for you. Well, Xavier Foster has offers. Agundalay has two right now, Iowa and Cincinnati. That's still a good program. We'll be back. Wrap things up here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. 
And we're back to wrap things up here at G-Migs in Valley Junction, West Des Moines. If you missed any portion of the program today, because, you know, you might be driving home and uh, you're like, hey, I wonder what these guys talked about. Tomorrow morning, we'll have the podcast up on thehawkeyehuddle.com, thehawkeyehuddle.com. Will you do me a favor? Yes. Will Tweet it? post the link on Twitter? I have a problem. I'll, yes. I have a problem it's with It's not my a phone. problem. No, it, the link is hard for me to get. It's got to do with me being inside the giant Wells Fargo concrete facility. Text me when it's up there. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll do figure it. Okay, out how to we'll do, do it. that. Okay, Good let's Lord. do that. Uh, it doesn't work. That's I'm, I'm trying to tell you. I've tried. You're right. I, I need to try. Um, anyway, it will be up tomorrow morning. Dozens of people um, are waiting for Jake that. Our man Jake has gotten really good at getting it, and getting it uh, up there somewhere around 8 or 9 o'clock when I can just pop it up to the website. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll get that going for you. Okay, moving forward to this weekend. Things I liked about the Iowa offense last week. Loved the number one. Uh, I think I really do think Tyler Goodson is, is doing a better job of figuring out where he's supposed to be in pass protection. Number two, this idea of the fullback and the running back on the same side, pass protecting against if you're either going to roll the pocket that way or you're pass protecting against the blitz because they can let Brady Ross kind of move in front of the quarterback wherever the blitz is coming from, and then you've got the extra guy in Goodson. thought that was a great wrinkle. And I like the fact that uh, I, I believe Stanley kept the ball two, maybe three times on the read option the other day, which does make the other team think to themselves, hey, he might not just be taking the ball and doing play action. Uh, those were those were good wrinkles thrown in that worked very well, particularly that formation with the fullback and the running back on the same side. Well, I think Nate was probably averaging like seven yards a carry on that RPO. Yeah, and, and look it, at me dropping dimes. It, nice the RPO. I think they carry that forward this weekend. That's going to help them a lot. Northwestern does have a good, not great, but a good defense. But they well, have a st- historically so bad you, offense, so 75 me, points so far this year. Let me ask you this question. They just gave up 52, and people are se- telling me that Northwestern has a great defense. I didn't say great. Good. They just gave up 52. I don't the, care if it's the best team in the country. You watched Ohio State play? Yeah. I watched them on Friday. For as long as I could stand there watching, I didn't watch the whole game. I mean, good lord, it was 30, not gonna, thirty-five to zero. I'm not going to tell you Iowa can't score, but I can tell you this: Purdue's defense is way worse than Northwestern's. Okay, but Northwestern, I, I, it's Northwestern. Are they going to mow the grass? Because if they leave the grass at nine inches long, did you see that on Northwestern? And and if they leave it at that, and we literally, it will be electric football. Well, I've thought from time and to time. And who, who I, flicks I kept Nate Stanley's arm? I kept with the plastic. Why? Did, why, when you got first and goal, do you not just go ahead and uh, do you not just go ahead and sneak the ball three times straight forwards with your single wing wedge? I don't understand. Kept trying to hand it off. Finally, got Tyler Goodson in there. I, uh, first touch end of his career, by the way. Yes. Yes, because he got denied uh, at the very end of the uh, Middle Tennessee State game, which That's was right. too bad because he had a really nice run. Um, by the way, they had gone 33, 33 possessions in between touchdowns, which is seems like a lot. Which is amazing considering they are number one in the country, twenty four for twenty four inside the red zone so far this year. No, I I believe you're. I believe that there's one time that they did not score. I mean, you want to know why? They, no, they're twenty four. No, they took a knee. Uh, no, are, you're wrong. They are currently twenty four on the stats. On the Is TV that, the other day, they showed that they I showed they were, 24 for they were 22 for 23, and then they scored both times. So they're like 24 for 25. But I believe I believe the time they did not score is because they took a knee. 
Okay. And I believe that game was against Iowa State. Cyclones. I'm just Who, saying. Who, by the way, are playing pretty well, which is nice for Iowa. It's pretty darn bad. good it's football team. I've, I've been, Baylor. I've been saying. Bad. I've been saying. What, what have they lost? Two games by three, three points. That Baylor loss is going to because Baylor's not going to lose. But even if Baylor has, they have to lose three times for well, Iowa State. To, don't you go looking past Kansas in that Baylor tussle? It, Kansas Kansas has a quarterback with the last name Stanley who played really well the other night against it. Why are we talking about Kansas football? I don't know. That's you brought second, them up. I don't know. Second time we brought them up. Oh, they're the Jayhawks. Because Baylor, Baylor hasn't played Texas. They will, right? They have to play Texas. They so, have to play Oklahoma. Right. So they lose two times. So does Iowa State. So, Oklahoma, so Iowa State loses Oklahoma. Baylor Listen loses to us Oklahoma, on the Hawkeye Huddle. And they're, they're, they're tied. And it's I don't the same care thing as Iowa, that. Wisconsin. It kills them. Um, so, it, anyway. So... Iowa goes to Chicago this week, and here's the one thing about about Northwestern that is that is good for Iowa. As you go into Chicago, you've got a pretty good crowd. There's always oh no a question, good, it's I mean, fifty fifty at worst. It's so, and it'll be that way this this weekend, particularly since Northwestern is the game at eleven. Yeah, eleven yeah, o'clock. Okay, yeah, 11 I thought o'clock. so. ESPN two, especially does that mean Beth Mullins? Nope, uh, they got somebody else this week. Uh, can't, they're guys I don't even recognize a single name. On the other hand, that might be better. John Buchacross? I think that's who it is. No, I just made that up. But it's like Bolinger or something like that. It's some guy I didn't know. Brian, did, Brian did, Boldinger? Who did uh, TCU Iowa State two weeks ago when we were at Michigan? <laughs> that's the crew. So Okie dokie. Anyway. So, um, crowd, 50-50. Iowa's going to go in. It's a. It's not going to be a raucous atmosphere. Northwestern may be fired up for one reason or another, but the good thing Iowa has on its side there is. Are they going to be fired up because of the roar? And they so do. A, they do a whole another. I'm not sure. I'm that's gonna, another Northwestern first down, and then they do the roar, which is like. I'm not sure I will ever go back to do. the Northwestern field. Is that Ryan Field? Well, yeah. You went. You went to the worst loss. I was at Disneyland at the ESPN uh, at the no. ESPN zone uh, watching with Andrew and big I mean, leather chairs. I think I've been day. there four times, and the Hawks are like one and three. You, you remember that, right? I left the bar. Well, and it was I, it was always it was around my birthday, so I would you, always I would always go for that. And and you, was, you texted me, and and you're, I texted you. And I'm like, well, that was a close one, and you're like, yeah, it's too bad. I can't believe we lost. And I'm like. We lost, right? Because I left with two and a half minutes to go. Oh, we had a ten-point so, lead in the ball. We well, thought, that that right? explains everything. It was it's your nev- fault. It's never happened. Before it was or your since. fault. The only reason I left is my ex-wife was like, "We're at Disney World. Let's get out there and start hit, hitting the park." Right? It was. Like, y- well, I'll blame Alex. That's fine. We certainly can. I don't have any reason I'm not going to. Going to Iowa City to watch. Uh, no, you have fun watch with, with that. Andrew and, and her. On you you have fun with that. Um, anyway, so. Uh, I like. I, I'm okay. With, this, this to me, if I have to go into Northwestern, this is the best I felt about going into Northwestern. They're one in five. They can't seventy five points in six in six games. As as bad as Iowa has has been, they're averaging twelve and a half points. They've been worse. Oh my goodness! Right. So here we are talking about this, and somehow it could be go the other way. But I just there's don't no way think it's going it to be thirty eight, thirty one. I can assure you this. That it's not going to be. If but the in game total gets over this? fifty. Take the under. Does he go into this with the attitude that we're going to shut him out so we only no. have to score six points? Why doesn't he go into the into this with the attitude that we're going to score 30 and they're not going to score? 
that's what it should be. It, Let's go in I, the attitude see, of pounding them. I can't believe for one second that if Kirk Ferentz was sitting here right now, he wouldn't punch you right in the nose saying, you really believe that I go in trying to score 17 points a game? I, I, no. You believe that? I really believe. Do you really believe that? He, they talked about it in the middle of the year. Brian Ferentz said, rule number one, offense do no harm. We're not trying to score. We're trying to not turn the ball over oh in our own end. Good he Lord. said that. In their own end. Iowa has gotten past the 50 probably more times than almost anyone who scores 100 points. Nate, uh, by the way, Iowa's oh. only, they're the third lowest scoring team in the Big Ten. Okay? Yeah, Nate Stanley leads the Big Ten in passing yards. And they're the third lowest scoring, only only Northwestern and Illinois, or, uh, yeah. Rutgers. Illinois, Rutgers. Gotta be Northwestern Rutgers. Northwestern and Rutgers, 75 and 76 points. And then Iowa. Everybody else has scored more points. I don't care whether you're leading the Big Ten in passing. Oh. You're not scoring. You know why? Because when you get to the 30-yard line, you decide you're going to kick a field goal. No, they, they don't did, decide they, that. They, they absolutely decided oh that twice Oh, my God. You are day. so dumb. They absolutely decided yes, that twice they, 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 Oh, we're now in Keith Duncan range. That's, Let's, it's exactly what they decided. So they when, they had the, but when they had the greatest kicker in Hawkeye history with Nate Kading, they never decided that. I, oh, in fact, it, I used to. They I, never I decided. There was one game where that ever happened. You know what it was? I don't know. It was the Alamo Bowl where Kading kicked yeah. four field goals and they won 19 I to remember being very upset. 16 or something like because, that. Dude, because you'd be upset if you didn't have to take a bowel mu- movement at 7 o'clock in the morning. That would upset me. I know. You're but very regular. You're v- very, very big regular. needs. Very, I'm telling you. You believe. Stop with this idea you, that the you're coaching. Telling me, you're telling me that you thought that the way they called that game, that they were I thought that the play it. calling on Saturday was horrible. I said it as I was watching it. you don't think it. that they were thinking to themselves, we've got No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe No. Absolutely not. I, I, I think they thought they had, a few, they had I, field goals. And absolutely. They didn't want to take a sack. And they oh, my God. I believe it. I well, you can walk around He's and believe whatever you like. It. That is He's so stupid. They've said it over and over again. The idea here is to get it close enough to where we can't do any harm to our. I am defense. tweeting Brian Ferentz tonight and asking him if he was just satisfied trying to get field goal attempts on Saturday. Well, he's going to say no. I'm not satisfied, but that's what my job is. Not turning it over. I was not extraordinarily close to swearing, <laughs> but you didn't. I'm glad you're showing some restraint. I'm telling you. I'm the only person in my family who can show restraint right now. Not, uh, not bagging on the players. I think I thought Nate. By the way, I thought Nate Stanley had a very good game the other day. He dropped a very a number not in a what a what a nice what an incredible catch by Amir Smith Marset. Didn't get any national attention on the uh, you got mossed uh, segment, but it should have been. He got two One minutes. Hand, I I thought you got two right. minutes. Uh, I'm up first. I can't be up first. We won. All right, Foundry Distillery, last call. Foundry Vodka, get it at your local G-Migs and other places in the well. Tremendous vodka. It's really good on the rocks in the way Ridge drinks it in a champagne glass. Iowa walks into, is it Ryan Field? Dyke Ryan Stadium. Field at Deitch Stadium. Deitch? Dyke. Dyke Stadium. Ryan Field. Okay. They go there. Built in 1820. 23-10, <laughs> Iowa. You're me. I was going to go 24-10. Okay. Then go 24-10. Then go 24-10. You're going to go 23 because we're going to kick a bunch of field goals again because that's what we're trying to do? No, they're going to go for two once and miss. There you go. I I, I think that's about right. 
if Northwestern scores more than that, it'll be on it'll be because we gave them a short field, an interception for a touchdown, something like that. They won't drive the ball. Much All I defense. hope is that we get out and it, and so Iowa got the ball, went down, scored, kicked field goal. Iowa got the ball, went down, scored, kicked field goal. Iowa goes down, scores two touchdowns in the first two drives this week. This game's over. This game's over at that point. Long grass, good for Iowa, who's actually a little faster than they've been in a long time. Long grass, good for Iowa. Hawks win it. We'll be back next week, and we'll be getting ready for a huge game against Wisconsin. After the bye. Be back uh, next week here, 6 o'clock on 17 Other Champ. Join us at G-Mix for the Hawkeye Huddle.